Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Come through, queen. I want to see you come through, queen. Hi, everyone. It's Dan. And Brendan. And this, this is, is Come Through, through queen. queen. This is episode 12, Come Lou, Queen. <laughs> this week on Come Through, Queen... We'll cover the news of the week, including RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars cast being officially revealed. Uh, the Kelly Ripa saga continues in a very unexpected way, and we have an update on Jules and Michael's split. We also have exclusive evidence that Stone Trini is real. Also, Extina showed her housewife scholar chops, and Ivanka Trump is going to be the true leader that America needs. We'll then get into our shows, including the finale of Southern Charm, The Real Housewives of Dallas Reunion, The Real Housewives of OC season premiere, and of course, Real Housewives of New York. And for this week's deep dive, it's all about Lou. We cover her before the They Were Housewives special, her tenure of eight seasons on The Real Housewives, her love life, her family, including that niece, and her fashions. We've got it all. Then we'll wake you up on what y'all have been sleeping on, and we'll close out the show by telling you the freak of the week and the one true queen. So, Brendan, let's kick it off <laughs> with uh, the RuPaul Drag Race news. Wait, can I just note before, we're, it's weird seeing you in the light of day recording this. I know, we're recording a little bit earlier since the, the Lou special is going to be uh, taking us deep <laughs> into the night. Uh, but, you know, we wanted to get the job done. We don't want the episode to be late. Yes. So, so 
Uh, Brennan's got a wine at the ready. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm coming down with a cold, so I'm abstaining tonight. Uh, but I think it'll still be fun. Yeah. Okay. So RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars cast. So we pretty much knew about this cast more or less like last summer. Yeah, because once the queens start going away to film the show, the people of Reddit score social media and they came up, they were able to tell exactly which queens were going to be on uh, RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. So this was no surprise, but Dan, go through the cast. Okay. Um, so we have an alphabetical order, uh, and we could give our comments as we go. Uh, Ordor Delano from season six. Yes. Fan favorite. Um, I've heard some things about her tenure on All-Stars also on Reddit, but I won't spoil for anyone right now. I mean, it's not confirmed. Yeah, but don't, let's okay, not spoil. Okay, okay. You, if you're interested to find out what happens at the door, check on Reddit. Or send us a direct message. Yes. We'll be happy to indulge. Sl- slide into our DMs. <laughs> Um, so she's the, uh, only queen from season six. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have Alaska from season five. Yes. Favorite to win, possibly. One of my faves to win. She's been my favorite queen to watch after the show. Yeah. I mean, she has evolved and grown a lot mm-hmm. from when she was on the show. Yeah. Definitely more confident. Um, and then also from season five. There's this, a lot of seasons. Yeah. Five. This is season five heavy. Uh, the whole cast is, is 10 people. Uh, and five of them are from season five. Which you like, right? You love season oh, five. Oh, I love season yeah. five. Well, that goes, to, that, that brings us to the third cast member that was announced, Alyssa Edwards. Um, like a tripper like a... <laughs> yeah, I mean, she, she was very memorable and like a little bit messy. And I think she's definitely become more polished and confident in herself. If you remember this person and I think the next person that you're about to name were really bad at the drag race challenges. Yeah. I mean, they, they took it like too seriously, I think, mm-hmm. and like got in their heads too much. So we're talking about Coco Montrese. Yeah. Who also was not, was from season five, not great in the challenges. They both had to lip sync like seven times each. Yeah. And always did an amazing lip sync. Yeah, they're amazing lip (laughs) syncers, but they were horrible at the challenges. Yeah. So, also from season five, we have Detox. Yes. Uh, I mean, she could do a good look, but... Well, I think what they did here, the reason there's so many season fives, Mm -hmm. and I'm just going to spoil the last season five person, is Roxy Andrews. What they did was they reunited Rolaska Talks, and then they also reunited the biggest feud of that season, I think, to stir drama. I think, like... They viewed those people all as a package deal, so they brought them all back together. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it, it makes sense. Like seasons one through four were covered during the first All Stars. Yeah, but I so that it's like time to dip into the well of five before it gets like too outdated. I wish there was like more earlier queens. Yeah. So before we get to the earlier queens, we have two from season seven. We have Ginger Minj and Katya. Mm-hmm. Um, Katya's the other favorite to win. Yeah. Well, I would say Katya and Alaska are the two favorites to win with, like, Alyssa right behind them. Yeah, because Katya was, like, another case like Alaska where people sort of thought she should have won her season, which is why, like, Rue did that thing where she called her out at the very end of season seven. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then Ginger Minj, fine, whatever. Yeah, I mean, season seven, you don't have a lot of great options to choose from. Um, So... I, I don't think many are rooting for Ginger to to <laughs> win, but like you need some people who like go out in the middle or early. Yeah, you I need guess. some floaters. <laughs> um, but like Ginger's fine, uh, and then the only two like earlier season queens that we have are Fifi O'Hara and Tatiana, uh-huh. which 
interestingly enough, during the reveal, which was like uh, posted on Entertainment Weekly, mm-hmm. they screwed up the image where they like labeled each queen <laughs> and they labeled Tatiana as Fifi and Fifi as Tatiana and then like oh. later did a retraction. Sad. I know. I mean... Tatiana's a Britney Spears fan and I don't like Britney Spears fans. Yeah. Just but, kidding. <laughs> but she, she was a good queen. Uh, I'm excited to see what she's going to bring. I would be surprised to see her go very far. I was excited about her because I feel like she's grown a lot since her season. I mean, it's... Her season aired in, like, 1968, so yeah, yeah. I feel like she's had a lot of opportunity to grow. So I'm excited to see what she has to offer. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's, like, very underappreciated drag race <laughs> lingo, is her repeating thank you a hundred times. Um, any, any thoughts on Fifi? Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I am curious to see how she's going to perform without anyone from her season being... In this all-star season. And, like, how she'll interact with, like, Alaska and, like, all that jazz. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, the other thing that we know is that it seems like there's not going to be teams this uh, Which, season. thank God, that We're ruined hoping. the first All-Stars. And that was the reason, the number one reason why the best thing to come out of All-Stars 1 was Tammy Brown. Yeah. Teleporting us to Mars. So, uh, I think that's it for Dry Race, unless you have anything else to say. Okay, yeah, yeah no. It's not premiering until the end of August, so we will revisit this um, soon enough, in a few months. Um, and we'll bring you a power ranking when we revisit it. Yeah. That's, that's... sort of a promise. We might not keep <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, so Brendan, tell us about Danielle. Okay, so Danielle Staub had me screaming. I think I was like in the bathroom checking my Instagram or whatever. And she had me screaming bloody murder. Actually, not really screaming. My roommate called me out saying that when I say I'm screaming, when <laughs> I'm sitting on the couch, I'm definitely very quiet. But she posted an Instagram, and it said, hashtag fun fact. Kelly Ripa and I were good friends, spoke daily, weekends together at my house, holidays at hers. Hashtag time flies. And it was a vintage photo of her, Kelly Ripa, sans makeup, and an unidentified female. Yeah. And I'm I'm examining this photo, and we'll, I think we already probably posted it. Yeah, we, we posted it on our Facebook. We, I'm sure we, we retweeted it. It definitely looks like it's taken in somebody's, like, kitchen. Maybe I, even Danielle's kitchen. I want to say it's Danielle's kitchen, because that, uh, like, shelf thing in the background looks very familiar to me. I know, that's what I thought. And I was, like, honest to God, last night I was, or this morning, I was looking at photos of Danielle's house because it was like listed on a realty site or something like that mm-hmm. and there's a video on YouTube uh. that shows photos of Danielle's house and I feel like it could be her house yeah um I would I think going back to that scene where she reads Ashley Holmes text messages and saying is by a threat is by a might threat. help us because that did take place in Danielle's kitchen. I literally googled is by a threat <laughs> Danielle stop to see if there were like stills from it I couldn't oh find it oh my god I can't believe we are on the same page <laughs> Um, That's weird. But uh, we had somebody comment on our Facebook post about it. Um, yeah. Sam in Hell's Kitchen. Okay. Um, she said, so what does this mean? Could Kelly have been involved in season one New Jersey Housewives casting? Uh, definitely not. How? Why not? Well, she was already on live with Regis and Kelly at that time. Yeah, but like, like she would have remembered Danielle. And she was also friends with Andy back then, too. So... I so think, that's what that's the point Sam is trying to make. But like I think I don't 
Like, she was already on live. Like, why would she go and do this if she's already on live? Wait, no. Like, she was no, not involved in the casting, like, being considered. Like, oh, suggesting. Like, yes, like, I know this person, uh, Danielle. I was wondering why you had, like, such a uh, guttural reaction to this. I thought the question was that... <laughs> Like suggesting Kelly would be a cast member. No, 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 no. Definitely, like Kelly Ripa might have been like my friend Danielle, or like my friend from my kid's school, Danielle, that we used to hang out with. She might be a great fit for the show. Yeah, that is very interesting, and I'm like surprised this has not come up in. And trust me, I did a search. I did like a Twitter advanced search. I searched for every ma- Danielle meant every time Danielle has mentioned Kelly Ripa once. This is the post. This is the only <laughs> time. Oh my God. And then I did the same for Kelly Ripa and Danielle. Yeah. And nothing. Hmm. Interesting. We'll keep an eye on this story because we're hoping that it unfolds in a bigger way. Yeah, I hope something comes with this. Yes. <laughs> um, so let's move on to our our friend Jules. Yeah. And um, our friend, our sister. Her divorce saga. So I went back to Stonewall on Friday. Looking for her? The <laughs> <laughs> she was still there. I was like half expecting her to walk back in the door and greet me. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyways, let's let's talk about Okay, Jess. so uh, The Cut, which is one of the like New York Magazine sub-blogs, uh, is calling her divorce the most insane Real Housewives divorce of all time. Uh, apparently the police swarmed uh, her apartment as she accuses husband of threatening behavior after she catches him cheating with a friend. In a corresponding report, there are multiple photos of police outside the apartment and one photo of a cop carrying a witness statement in which the words, threatening me, going to ruin, going to ruin my life oh or his uh, So Michael's lawyer says Jules regularly calls the police with false allegations and police arrive and find there was no incident. She's trying to create an incident to get him arrested so she can get an order of protection and get exclusive occupancy of the house for herself. That's a tactic that some women use. <laughs> this is a tactic she is using to enhance the drama. Uh, that representative also says Jules is the abusive partner. So, like, the police report is Michael telling the police that Jules is threatening his life, uh, going to ruin his life. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so then also the cut reported that on Father's Day, Jules posted a f- photo of her father and brother. Nothing about Michael being who's the father of her children. I mean, it's just sad. Yeah. Uh, this is definitely going to be the major thing of the reunion. Well, I read a report yeah. <laughs> okay. on Daily Mail today that yeah. says that Jules isn't going to be asked back <gasps> to next season. Why? Just like audience isn't driving with her I, I think that's too early to say I think it's too early to say too I yeah. think that these kind of reports come up all the time and it's probably like Michael trying to smear her in the press yeah 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 um so we'll also keep an eye on Jules because she is our sister she's our friend okay uh so with that we're gonna take a quick break we'll be back in just a moment with some stone shreny news so stay tuned So, Brendan, uh, you know, you told us to subscribe to Bethany's Snapchat a while ago. Yes. And I I only listened to you today because you told me some interesting stuff was going down. That is very rude. So, (laughs) (laughs) when I said what y'all have been sleeping on, you're supposed to wake up and actually follow my direction weeks ago. I know. But, um, 
for those of you who aren't following Bethany on Snapchat, it sometimes is a long slog, I'm not gonna lie, sometimes it's difficult and there, you do a lot of tapping through, but there are days like today when she serves us gem upon gem upon gem. Yeah, she had a long day. So, Bethany went on GMA this morning, I don't really care. After she went to GMA, she went and recorded her radio show on Sirius Radio, Radio Andy or whatever that's called. Mm -hmm. Andy, if you're listening, uh, we would like a show. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're the perfect match. <laughs> um, so, her guest today was Julie, her former assistant from her early Housewives days and her Bethany getting married and Bethany Ever After days. Yeah, and she made Julie stand up in the Snapchat and like show off her weight loss or whatever. Yeah, and she was like, guess who's my guest? And if you, if you don't know early Housewives and... Bethany ever after, you would have no idea, but it was Julie, her assistant. Well, I imagine most people following Bethany on Snapchat are probably pretty diehard. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember, like, when Bethany got pregnant, Julie broke the news to her that Perez Hilton had written about it oh before she had publicly announced it. Um, anyways, so then after that, she zoomed off to lunch in the West Village, the restaurant across from Tortilla Flats in the West Village, um, and... Seated at lunch next to her was Eric Stone Street. Her, her former flame. Her rumored former flame, but apparently they're close friends. There's something there. There's something. <laughs> but Bethany's like, Bethany has a, a boyfriend. Oh, yeah. She has like a... Uh, a married man. <laughs> a yeah, but she justifies it because she's also a married woman. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so they were seated next to a nice group of like probably midwestern 60 year old women who were like in the city to like wine and dine so they probably saw the like time of their life sitting next to these two celebrities yeah and i think it was also a little bit of sponsored content because they brought up the fact that eric is starring in the upcoming uh the secret life of pets which dan was telling me is essentially toy story for pets yeah um, and it explores <laughs> what pets do when humans aren't around um and then that reminded me of this book that was my favorite <laughs> just a small small little tangent it reminded me of this book that was my favorite picture book growing up and it was about this it was called the night i followed the dog and it's about this kid who decides to follow his dog at night <laughs> and he follows him to a nightclub for dogs where they're all dressed up gussied up and they accepted this child into their nightclub but dressed up like, like wearing tuxedos yeah they're, they're like, like wearing tuxedos and like they're like sipping martinis oh wow yeah uh so that's an interesting tangent i, I don't know exactly how to transition that to christina aguilera <laughs> but christina aguilera is back in the news um late last month she broke uh some record for having the largest audience ever at a concert at some like festival in Morocco. Okay, so tell us why this is relevant to this podcast. Almost <laughs> over 250,000 listeners in attendance. But the reason it's relevant is while she was there, she gave some interview and it was posted on YouTube and it's a long interview, but we were only referencing the important part, which I guess she's talking about like what she does in her downtime. And she says, you know, we get silly and we start watching Housewives, the real Housewives of wherever they're at. Oh, you know. And then she says, I think there was one season, New York went to Morocco. They were here for a minute. And, like, that shows you she's a true scholar. That she remembers, like, New York specific. She got the right franchise. And she knew 
the correct vacation destination, which happened to be where she's at. Well, how could you ever forget? We're in Morocco. <laughs> this is <laughs> not the Plaza <laughs> Hotel. Um, I think, you know, she hasn't been on Watch Rabbins Live yet, and she was supposed to be on, like, years ago, but it was either during uh, Hurricane Irene or Hurricane... Uh, Sandy, probably. Sandy. And then they like, got that uptown... I don't know, Alex. Well, she you probably never... couldn't get any <laughs> <laughs> Alex, why why did she cancel uh, on Watch What Happens Live? Oh well, because she ended up having to come to New York early for the Hurricane Sandy telethon. Uh huh. But she had to like switch around her trip, so she had to leave oh earlier than she originally planned to. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, Thank that's you, Alex. Bye. Stop. Uh, so hopefully she gets on Watch Rabbit's Live eventually, because I feel like she'd be a good guest. She's Especially, like one of the last great divas who hasn't been on. I know. We're waiting for the album to come out, probably. Oh. Yeah. And, but Paris, I, don't, I don't want her alone. I want her with a, a housewife. housewife. Preferably a New York housewife. Mm. Uh, so that's it for Christina News. Um, I guess the last big thing of the week is Ivanka being a boss-ass bitch. Okay, so... We don't usually delve into politics (laughs) here on this podcast, but... But Ivanka is a reality star in her own right. That's true. So, the long and short of it is... I don't even know if I'm using that term right. Um, Donald (laughs) Trump fired his uh, campaign manager, Corey Lewandowski, and everyone was like, okay, whatever. And then it came out that the puppet master was Ivanka Trump. Yeah. Apparently, she... um, She's been pressing for a while, and the straw that broke the camel's back might have been tensions between Lewandowski and Ivanka's husbands, the handsome Jared Kushner. Yeah. Um, who's a Democrat. Yeah, so he's been, like, a proud Democrat contributor for many years. Um, and then, like, he just married into the whole Trump craziness. And he's been actually, he's, like, part of the Trump campaign like i think he helps out with like speech writing and stuff which is so crazy because like it's a complete turnaround yeah and i i called him today and i called him handsome in a, a personality less way or something no like, like in a handsome in like a regular way in a boring way yeah but, but I, he dan doubled down with receipts and sent me multiple pictures yeah. of jared Kush, kushner to prove that he is handsome and a handsome person yeah i think he's definitely like a, a handsome dude and like I think they're a beautiful couple like there's beautiful pictures of the two of them together <laughs> like Ivanka is the most beautiful member of that family yeah I, especially like when when she has a group shot with her brothers Ooh. like a lot of the news articles about this whole incident cause like apparently it wasn't like a, it was Ivanka was the one spearheading it but like Eric and Donald Jr. were part of it so they'll show a group shot of the three uh-huh. of them and it's like which one of these is different um I was having a conversation with uh our friend James and we were discussing what would Ivanka stands be called and we settled on Ivanka sodas I don't get the the like vodka soda oh God. Ivanka sodas that's so good <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm so dumb. I think it must be the cold that got me down. <laughs> the water. Uh, but I would love Ivanka to run as a Democrat for a New York State Senate seat, like uh, when uh, when Kristen, Kirsten Gillibrand like runs for president in eight years. 
Yeah, or when or like Schumer goes for VP drops or something. Or, or when Schumer, Schumer retires. Yeah, I guess that might happen sooner. Yeah. Um, but I, like Ivanka wouldn't do it until like her dad passes away, probably. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like he's seventy now. Like he's pretty old, so I feel like she wouldn't like go into politics until like he's no longer in politics. Good, fair point. Yeah. Let's move on to our shows. Okay. <laughs> this was a big week. Yeah, reunions, finales, premieres. Just oh a my. great yeah. week all around. <laughs> Lions and Tigers and Bears. So let's jump into the Dallas reunion. Yeah. Uh, so we start off, uh, Leanne's in the power position, as is Brandy, that being the seats next to Andy. Mm-hmm. And from the get-go, she's like hamming it up like a freak. Leanne? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. But, like, it's, like, she's really putting in overdrive. Like, like trying to be, like, so buddy-buddy with Andy as if, like, she's Bethany or Carol. Well, she comes from the carnival, so that's what <laughs> they do there. Um, is this the first time Andy Cohen has worn glasses during a reunion? No. Are you sure? I need some receipts here. There's been... Because I feel like he was just phoning it in for the Dallas reunion. He made them come to her. He wore glasses. Couldn't even put in contacts. Uh... Definitely not the first glasses. Uh-huh. I, I, I mean, there's been so many, there's been so many, uh, reunions. I can't, I can't believe that this would be the first time. Especially there was someone who said, like, the fir- it was the first time, like, a woman's worn a pant at a reunion when, like, Cynthia wore pants last year. Pretty sure Carol's And then, like, worn many pants. people have worn pants. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's, like, hard to, like, make such a bold statement like that. Well... The glasses one is a bold statement I'm willing to make, and okay. I want, I challenge you, <laughs> listeners, to prove me wrong. Okay. And I'm not talking, I don't want, like, a married to medicine reunion or whatever. I'm talking about housewives. Yeah, housewives proper. Okay. Uh, some things that we learned, Brandy worked for Travis. Oh, yeah. I want, but, like, she knew Steph even before then. There's there's a lot These of history These friendships run deep. Yeah. I yeah. mean, like, it sounds like they, like, Stephanie and Brandy would make for a good combo of before they were, they were Housewives special. That's never going to happen. I don't even know if they're going to give this show a season <laughs> two. <laughs> true, 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 true. Um, one thing, Mark joins in, like, the second segment. Yeah, right away. Which is unprecedented. Well, this was, like, it was, like, we're zooming through this reunion. One and done. <laughs> it was only, like, this is the rare one-part reunion. Yeah. And I think it was... Probably rightfully so, because there wasn't like it was a, a good reunion, but like I couldn't see how they could stretch into two episodes. Yeah, but like Mark, there's I find him so off-putting now. I thought he looked better with a beard, though. Yeah, like, that's the best he's ever looked. Yeah, but like him and Carrie, Carrie, I was rooting for oh, when she showed oh up, in, showed up in Scrubs earlier on in the season. But, like, she's totally lost me. Like, I've fallen she, off the Carrie cliff. Yeah, me too. She lost her mind during this. Like, she should have... She, like, played this so wrong. She should have gone in, like, a bad bitch. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, all I the think, stuff that yeah. you say. Instead of, like, just a weeping willow. I think she walked off for attention because she knows that walk-offs in reunions oh always get attention. But the funny part about the walk-offs, she walked off, then Mark followed her, and then she was still in the corner crying, <laughs> and Mark returned to the couch yes, without had, his wife. He had more to say, honey. <laughs> um, during the whole conversation, they, um, they, it was like back and forth with Leanne, and they were confronting her over like 
mean tweets that Leanne made while Carrie was on Watch What Happens Live, and Leanne did some subtle uh, Brandy Glanville promo. She's like, that's why you shouldn't drink and tweet at the same oh, yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, like, they were trying to drag Heidi Dillon, the iconic Dallas fixture, to hell, because <laughs> they were saying, and they're probably rightfully saying, that Leanne brought Heidi onto the show to do her dirty work, mm-hmm. like, and say all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, one thing about the uh, Carrie and Leanne thing, which struck me as, like, so Jersey season two reunion, was Leanne got up and hugged yeah. Carrie. It was very Danielle Staub and uh, Jacqueline Larita, but without, like, the friendship history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so after... Th- oh, uh, well, briefly we talk about uh, Andy bringing up that, that Brandy and Brian got a vow renewal. Uh-huh. Which... Divorce is coming. Yeah. I wonder if it was filmed, the vow renewal. Because, like, usually if it was filmed, they wouldn't bring it up during the... Uh, the reunion. I don't think it was filmed. Mm. I think what happened was filming for Dallas ended like a long time ago. Yeah, well, it was last summer. Yeah, and that's what I think that's usually standard for first season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is they have to like get all their ducks in order and like figure out what the narrative here is going to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like in a Housewives vow renewal, it means that something bad is coming. I mean, look at Ramona and Mario. And. Peter and Cynthia. And Don and Vicky. So many vow renewals. Yeah. There's even more. And we're going to do a vow renewal, a wedding vow renewal deep dive one day. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, after all that news, Marie comes through like a wrecking ball. Like a wrecking ball. It was like very Kim G, hi Danielle, entrance of season two New Jersey reunion. And her entire, <laughs> like, I didn't, re- I didn't visit her social media presence until after I watched this or during while I was watching this but her entire social media presence is very Kim G she like goes on the attack records like weird videos um we're gonna later in the show we're going to get to Marie's iconic video yeah um that was mentioned actually during the reunion but uh Tiffany not wanting to sit on the same couch as Marie and scooting as close to Leanne as yeah. possible Tiffany was like really hamming it up too yeah because she didn't do anything during the season except for like get pushed by Leanne before Leanne slapped the trolley yeah uh also Leanne like threatened Marie after the fact I guess with some text messages it was like you better stop talking about me on social media or else oh yeah and like she went to the police over that and filed a police report and then it's or else a threat and it came out that Marie Hires pays thousands of dollars for someone to run her social media, and she tweeted that night. She said, "It's just, it's just me, my husband, and a millennial man. <laughs> and if I could get a job being that millennial man who yeah. tweets for a friend of the housewives, I, I would die happy. I can't imagine it pays well. <laughs> thousands, thousands of dollars. I could do that on the side. That's more than this podcast pays. Uh, that's true." <laughs> Uh, so, I, I, that was pretty much it with the I mean, reunion. That was it. We'll it was a good reunion. Yeah, we'll see if it gets a second season. I What I predict they're going to do is they're going to do something very Miami-ish and go for the second season, but, like, up the production value, yeah. up everything, sort of revamp part of the cast, but keep the core there, yeah. and watch what happens. Yeah. Uh, did you like this, this series? I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. I feel like it wasn't getting as much buzz as it should have gotten. Mm, yeah. Leanne Locken brought it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the whole cast, for the, except for Tiffany, 
brought something to the table. I would yeah, say. and Carrie can go. Yeah, after that re- after that reunion spectacle, yeah. I do want to say one last thing on the reunion. Bravo did them dirty by airing it on Sunday night against like the NBA the finals. NBA finals. Like, not that we watched that. The wrong, but uh, uh, there was something else going on that night too. I think, and then like also it was the wrong night, like wrong night, wrong time. Usually they do like the third part of the reunion on a different night. Yeah, well, I wish they could have led like OC. Uh, the OC episode and go into my I mean oh my god Dallas yeah they did I know it was very weird they did them dirty they did them dirty uh, so now that you are a big fan of Southern Charm <laughs> <laughs> you watched the finale this week so right? yeah before watching the finale I'd only watched 15 minutes as we discussed last <laughs> week of one episode but I decided to do my duty to our listeners and watch the finale of Southern Charm and I loved it yeah even without seasons of history and understanding, you still enjoyed it. I loved it. Um, I loved when we started out and it was the end of the fight and they all zoomed off in a golf cart together. Yeah. I loved the aftermath of like both parties. Like One party was ordering pizza. <laughs> the other party was like, I don't know, the mad guy, the old guy. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Ravenel. Ravenel. <laughs> <laughs> the, the mad guy, the old guy. One thing I did notice about this show that confuses the hell out of me is everyone on the main cast is drastically different in age. Oh yeah, well that was one of the first things I noticed when I started my uh, Southern Charm scholarship is there's someone represent like representing every decade imaginable, <laughs> ranging from like the infants to Patricia Auschul, who was mm-hmm. in her seventies. I think yeah. the only decade we're mi- missing out on is like. The 10 to 20, which Thomas Ravenel is like alleged to have been sleeping with 18 and 19 year olds, so we have some minor representation oh, there. Ew. <laughs> yeah, he's gross. But yeah, I mean, we, we have it all. Um, I, I love when Catherine was quoting Tennessee Williams <laughs> in, in her confessional. She says, she says, she says something about like no one wants to hear the truth, but it was such a weird. Was like, it even in the confessional? I thought it was like at the party because that's what struck me so oh, much. Oh yeah, you're right. Like, like it's like she probably could have rehearsed something about Tennessee Williams. That's the fact true. That she did it. She pulled it out at the party in the aftermath to it. Yeah, like yeah, fucking yeah. queen. True, true, true. I fell in love with this woman during this during my wedding. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You were already in love with Patricia with just the 15 minutes you had seen, but yeah, you fell in love with Catherine. Very in love with Shep. Oh no! Stop! Stop! <laughs> I, I do. The only thing about Shep I love is like that he's attractive. No, that he's like really making a fool out of Landon. Oh yeah, yeah. And like yeah, yeah, showed yeah. up to the the founders ball. Oh my Landon's god, with best another friend. woman. No, not only another woman. Oh, it was yeah. one of Landon's like friends. After they had had that conversation about um like Landon, him being like you told me you loved me or whatever. Yeah. And she was like, I still stand behind that. And then he rejected her. Well, Landon like showed up to the founders ball like hoping to win his heart, and like prior to the ball, she enlists Patricia, Patricia. to help her. And I love when Patricia I, talks about Landon and yes. how mousy she is. <laughs> she called her very wash and wear. <laughs> um, all those scenes were amazing. And then Patricia also had a great pre-Founders Ball scene of like her getting an oxygen treatment. She's oh, yeah. like lay, laying down like with, with tubes connected uh-huh. to her. And it would be scary if you didn't know what was going on. But she, that's how it, like she stays young. Oh my god. And I one line that I really loved in one of her like confessional testimonials... 
she was talking about like southern women and how they have to turn on the charm and then she goes and that's oh. a southern charm no she said it's called charm southern charm and i screamed her. yeah that, that was amazing i love the in-show promo she is the true matriarch truly so then there was the ball yeah and um was i from shep showing up to the ball i loved catherine in that cape just walking around and walking up to the bar and ordering a uh bourbon and coke with extra bourbon yeah god i i love this woman every and then like the whole episode landon was a mix that looked looking like she was like smiling laughing and crying like you could never tell like what what emotion she's trying to express yeah and i like didn't really know what they were talking about because i haven't really watched the show in terms of what like landon sleeping with the old guy oh well that was possibly one of the greatest endings of a season of any bravo show i've ever seen like throughout the season it was kind of like insinuated that Landon is trying to uh, like get with Thomas mm-hmm. and like it's pissing Catherine off and like Catherine's accusing but like no one's really like paying attention to these accusations and during the very last scene of the episode the guy the, the girl that Shep brought uh, like kind of just whispers to Shep and it's on mic obviously do you think Landon's going to admit she slept with Thomas and then it goes to black oh yeah and it was I mean like that's why like you really need to watch from the beginning to appreciate everything but that was like phenomenally done and it's like perfect lead up to the the reunion reunion. I'll be tuning in yeah so we're gonna both be tuning into the reunion next week as should all (laughs) (laughs) so I think that is it for Southern Charm unless you have anything else no. Okay, so that brings us to the season premiere of OC. I'm just so happy our OC ladies are back. Yeah, I really miss them. Like, I like I only got into OC a few years ago, mm-hmm. and, like, I was never that invested. It, it took a while. I mean, it, this is its 11th season, um, but, like, I, was, I missed them. Was it... Here last week we were saying that like the OC people, OC women bring something new every season. Yeah. Yeah. It, it like always feels fresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we have a fresh cast member, Kelly. Kelly is a kooky queen. Yeah. A comedy queen. Yeah. She is a lot. She's brought in as Megan's friend, but mm-hmm. then like quickly gravitates towards Vicky. Yeah. Um, Which is good because Vicky needs an ally at this time. Vicky yeah. is licking her wounds from last season. She yeah. knows that she like lied and brought everyone through like this tumultuous year. Shannon Bador is still holding a grudge, but it looks like Heather and Tamara are like willing to like ease back into a friendship with uh, Vicky. Yeah. Because they're better at TV than Shannon Bador is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean Shannon still doesn't know all the rules of the the show of like you can't hold a grudge forever. Yeah. Um, but she'll learn eventually. I will say, I loved Kelly's family. Really? I enjoyed the scene of, with Kelly's family where they, like, the daughter kept on saying inappropriate things that they were laughing at. The gay brother, who I guess isn't really gay. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That was, like, shocking. <laughs> no, like, when he was, when I saw him, I was like, oh, like, her hairdresser's here or something like that. Oh, someone's at the door. We're going to have to take a minute. 
Yeah, so that was my seamless. But we're just gonna <laughs> trot right along. This is like why filming or recording like earlier in the evening is more difficult. Yeah, it's a challenge. Food's coming and going. Boyfriends are coming and going. <laughs> yes. uh, but we were talking about the family. Um, I wanted to say that the family reminded me very much. I don't know if you ever watched this. Uh, that Leah Remini like reality show. Oh, I never watched. Oh it. my god, this like felt. Like the the Kelly family scenes felt like like that a setup like a Leah Remini like zany family. I'm surprised you ever watched that as like a true. I've watched scenes. I watched whatever episode Michelle Visage was on. Okay, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, but yeah, I mean, like I enjoyed. She, I can tell she's gonna get a little too much. Yeah. As we go on, mm-hmm. she just seems like. I don't know if it's all just her or like like playing it up for the cameras, but like. She's coming in like a wrecking ball and yeah. swinging hard. Yeah. Um, what was I was gonna say something, but let's move on. What about Gina? Oh my God, I was so happy to see her. I, you know what? I, this was filmed like a while back, and I remember the news reports coming in that like Gina was filming with them, and oh, like and people thought she was gonna come back as a cast mom. member. Yeah, which would have been exciting. Give her an orange. Give her an orange. Give her back her. Original moldy orange. Oh my god! <laughs> I wish they still had it. Um, but she looked fresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was the needed ally for Vicky. Yeah, and like it gave us the opportunity to see a lot of like flashback scenes. Like I love a flashback scene. Yeah. Tammy Knickerbocker. And uh, they also meet up in Vicky's new kitchen, which I just want to point out is probably one of the most beautiful. Housewives kitchens. It was very Nancy Myers. It was very beautiful, and they drink, they drink their like vodka sodas out of like very nice like tumbler glasses that I would like love. Oh, okay. I'll have to take a look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I recommend you go buy them from like Pier One. Okay. Or um, how did you feel about like the new little editing tricks? Well, I loved the beginning where they did like the like cuts, the split yeah, screen, that's what I mean. and like there was there was more like split screen stuff later on, like as transitions. Yeah, like felt like we were like moving along. It felt fresh. It felt, <laughs> young, it felt clean. I loved it. I mean, it's gonna take me a little while to get used to. I think, but yeah, you're an old man, and it takes you longer. Um, speaking of old man, uh, Megan and. Uh, her husband are now in the candle making business. Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, He's found his passion outside of football or whatever sports he played. Baseball, I think. Baseball. <laughs> uh, and Megan is trying to get pregnant in vitro uh, fertilization. Spoiler alert. Spoiler, she's pregnant. <laughs> she announced the day of the of the OC premiere. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. So it was all gearing up sort of to this party that Heather was hosting on a boat. Oh, one, one last thing before oh. the boat, though. Brianna's moving back to the OC. Oh, yeah. I knew that. It's all... They're putting in motion... She's going to have an orange next year. You think she's going to be the first daughter? I think she's going to be the first daughter. Everyone claims that, like, Brianna doesn't love the drama. She yeah, doesn't like being said. a part of it. She's always loved the drama. She's appeared on the reunion. I think she's the only child to appear on reunion. Yeah, but I think, like, she gets a check for doing that. I know, and she'll get a bigger check for holding <laughs> that orange. But, like, didn't she want to be, like, a nurse in the war or something? I guess now that she has children, her priorities may have shifted. She didn't. She go abroad. No, her husband is like in the army, I think. And I she. Thought that's how they met. 
Uh, I don't know. That might be worth looking into. Yeah. Uh, we'll take a deeper dive into that <laughs> at some point. Um, but yeah, I, that's it for, for her moving back. She hasn't moved back yet, but like Vicky's going to fly out there and drive back with her or something. The people of Oklahoma hate Vicky Gunvalson because of what she said about them on oh, yeah, on yeah. this show. So I think her daughter had to move away from there. She has to play. <laughs> uh, so we end up on the boat, right? Yeah. And Heather... Did you notice that Heather greeted every single woman except for Megan and Kelly with, by telling them that they looked gorgeous? Yeah. Every single woman, and then she stopped at Megan. Because, like, they know. <laughs> they know they're gorgeous. And also, their names are Megan and Kelly. Uh, Megan Oh, my Kelly. God, Megan Kelly. Is this, like, Illuminati? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, one thing that I tweeted during the show that, like, Dan, like, tried to clap back at me okay. is I don't believe the boat ever moved. No, it did. No, it didn't. No, Eddie came, Eddie, they were waiting for Eddie to come on board, and there was actually, like, a little scene of, like, the boatmen, uh, like, untying the ropes. But if you're, like, if you watch closely when Vicky pulled Heather or someone away from the yeah. table to go talk... You look closely, the boat's not moving. I don't know about that. And then also, you know, the boat sets sail, and then it's out in the ocean, and then, like, uh, they throw the anchor. No, they, no, I've been on those boat tours. It's not, it's not moving constantly, especially, I would say, like, it would probably pause during their dinner, so it's not cause motion sickness. I think it never moved. Uh, okay, well, we'll... we'll Figure that out at some point, I guess. I'm gonna tweet Heather Dubrow. She she would probably answer us. She would lie. Though. No, not Heather Dubrow. Shannon Bedore would would answer us. Oh my god. No, it, you have to just like tune into one of her Facebook Live like video events with her husband. She doesn't answer my questions. I try. <laughs> no, you just wanted her to give a shout out to Hell's Kitchen. No, I asked multiple questions. Oh, okay. Also, I miss Shannon Bedore's old tagline. When put nine in a bowl? And two lemons put nine in a bowl. Yeah, that was the, her best one. This new, but the karma's a bitch one is, is decent enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, is that it for OC? That's all. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break, and we will be back with uh, the, our New York chat. All right. All right, and we're back. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we're going to talk about the new episode of New York tonight, which was sadly a Luanless episode. Yeah, I did not notice until Alex pointed that out at the end of the episode. I know, but what Where was she? She was preparing for her hour special before they were housewives. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. It was. It was. There was something missing from this whole episode. It wasn't, like, one of the best ones, and it was Luann. Yeah, I will say, though, like, a not-the-best-New York Housewives this season is, like, 20 times better than any of the Beverly Hills yeah, episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was still... Okay, I mean, the, be <laughs> the best scene that we'll get to is the Ramonia reunion. But it starts off with a dog photo shoot with Baby... Carol's dog. Yeah, so Carol's dog is going to be a bridesmaid in the, fat, the Jewishes. fat Jewishes dog's wedding. Yeah, which is a fundraiser for... No-kill shelters. shelters. No puppy mills. Oh. Oh, no, they're not raising funds for puppy mills. <laughs> no, they're like raising to, funds to against, stop against <laughs> puppy mills. <laughs> oh, my 
Can you imagine they were like raising money to open a puppy mouth? Also, can I say Carol Radswell in this scene in this episode is copying Lisa Vanderpump twofold. One, Ooh. Lisa Vanderpump's dog Jiggy got married to Dina Manzo's cat on the New Year's Eve version of Watch What Happens Live. An interspecial. <laughs> An interspecial. <laughs> Megan McCain was in the audience. Oh my god. As was Kim Zolciak yeah. and others. And then, second fold, um, Lisa Vanderpump had a that march against the dog-eating festival yeah. in Yulin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they yelled at the wrong building this past season. Yeah, they yelled at, like, a church or maybe? Yeah. Or, I don't know. So, everyone copies Lisa Vanderpump. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all of Carol's scenes are so, like, put on. You just, like, hate Carol with all of your might. No, but, like, this could be Carol's last season. You think? She's, well, like, not if... Only if she wants to go, though. Yeah, I guess so. Bethany holds all the power here. Yeah, it's true. The executive producer, Bethany <laughs> Frankel, will make the casting decisions. Um, let's see. I guess uh, I, we had, like, Dorinda and Jules hanging out, which I like their friendship. Too. The thing about that scene, like, the only thing notable to me about that scene was um, whenever Dorinda would say ex-girlfriend, she would say ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> A girlfriend with an axe. A girlfriend with an axe. Uh, but then we get to the, the best scene, uh, Ramona and Sonia hanging out, and they haven't really been doing much of that this year. Ramo- we thought Ramonia was dead. Yeah, but... But not... Ramonia is still alive and well. Yeah. Even without alcohol. I don't know if it's, like, well, well. Not well, yeah. It's alive and it's limping. Something. It's limping <laughs> along. Because Ramona has started her, uh, self-help business. Mentorship. Mentorship program. Well, like, now that Lou moved out of the house, uh, Sonia needs a new mentor. But uh, Ramona's been mentoring people all this entire season. Yeah, it's true. Like, teaching people how to apologize. Mm-hmm. So, they do a whole role-playing where Ramona's going to act like Bethany at the next event that Sonia sees Bethany at. And Which was supposed to be the dog wedding. Yeah. And Sonia needed to practice how she was going to talk to Bethany. Um, Ramona's Bethany stare <laughs> was insane. <laughs> and spot on. But, but also a little bit off the runway from Ramona's, like, runway look. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um... It was nice seeing them back together. I'm happy for that. I don't think it'll last long because once uh, once Sonia gets an alcohol. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, after all the mentoring, Ramona said the odds are Sonia's not going to remember what to say <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, Carol and Bethany hung out, but that was, like, miserable. I couldn't wait for that scene to be to over. STK. Yeah. Um, and, but, but then we get Jules' little side... Uh, story. Her yeah, the Jules. modern alchemy. So, what is it? Uh, it's like like a, a juice a juice blend of like Asian juices. Okay. No Asian ingredients. And didn't we hear that it's already in Whole Foods? Yeah, I think she had tweeted about it like a few weeks ago that it's in Whole Foods. So I want to track that down. Like all Whole Foods or like three Whole Foods? I would imagine at least. Whole Foods in the New York metro area. There's one in Brooklyn that I've been to a few times, so I will drive there and, and look for it. There's one in Manhattan. I know, but I don't go to Manhattan. Oh, there's one. I The one near um, that Katie Holmes used to live above is near my office. Okay. Well, so maybe I'll try to look for we'll it. We'll hunt for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I support her. She needs uh, this little career in order to have her financial independence. 
and there was like a, a lot of sound bites in oh, this whole yeah. scene. She's like, "You're gonna be wanting my half pretty soon." Yeah, like, referencing a divorce. Michael saying like that her doing this business like behind his back is as good as his wife cheating. Yeah, a lot of foreshadowing. A lot here. of foreshadowing. It's like the, the filing for the divorce is really perfectly timed with how this has taken a turn. Well, I mean, they did that on purpose. And also, uh, Bethany, and we'll get to this a little later, Bethany and her, like, illness was perfectly timed. She did her media tour for it this morning. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did, the one other thing with the modern alchemy and the flashback where she was, like, trying it out with Dorinda, I like how Dorinda was, like, such a good friend. She was, like, drinking. She's like, you could drink this all day. Like, she's like, <laughs> and then she, like, and then when, and then when she was, when Dorinda was shopping with Bethany later, she's like, oh, look, it's Skinny Girl Red. She's, yeah. like, such a supportive brand friend, and I want Dorinda to come out with a brand. What would Dorinda's brand be? Well, I don't know, but Alex had suggested a martini, like, mixing kit uh, kit but i don't really like martinis so like, and i, I feel like that's a cheater brand in yeah <laughs> it's definitely a cheater brand um i don't know what would be good for dorinda maybe I mean, like i feel like she needs to come out with like a nice lozenge because her voice is always like oh my god a lozenge <laughs> well she's like into home goods maybe like a, a home like like kind of like alex mccord's towels on groupon oh my god <laughs> the most iconic <laughs> tweet of all time from bethany frankel <laughs> tweeting the wrong account <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so bethany and dorinda are shopping at home goods and Bethany's bleeding all over the place, and they have to go to the doctor. And that was another good thing that Dorinda did. Dorinda oh my God, so brought her to the friend. doctor. And at one point, they, like, I think it was, like, an actual scare, because they switched off of, like, the Bravo cameras for, like, a little bit mm. while they were, like, filming in Bethany's hallway. Okay. And then, like, it seems like they invited the Bravo cameras, like, back in at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, what, what else? Like, Sonia and Jules got together, and Jules told Sonia about her accident with her vagina yeah she like stretched out her vagina and then she showed pictures to sonia oh i don't remember the actual she brought out her iphone and we didn't see them as a as a viewing audience but she (laughs) she definitely brought them out to show sonia yeah uh and then i mean they're getting ready for the dog wedding yeah to the year who which is the worst (laughs) i mean once we actually got to the dog wedding it was interesting because like Cindy Adams was... Yes, that's, that's the next thing I my notes. Like, they propped up Cindy Adams, and she was just, like, rambling. Was it? Yeah, she was officiating, and then um, one of the... The groom or the bride was named Toast, which is... I like that name for a dog. Okay. Um, and then Dorinda had to break the news to everyone that they're not going to be going to Mexico after yeah, all. Yeah, so are we not getting a trip? I know, that's what I was worried about. Well, this is episode 12. So I bet so I bet Ramona pulls something out of her butt and like makes everyone go to like somewhere tropical again. Mm-hmm. I do remember like news like it's it's hard because like the news uh, while they're shooting like will come out and then I'll read that and I'll forget it by the time the show actually starts airing. Yeah, like for instance the whole Gina thing like I just like remember that as the episode was happening. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they did take a trip this year. Okay, so well, hopefully that comes comes to fruition the, uh, the Ramona finding out about the Mexico trip she <laughs> rolled her <laughs> eyes when like saying that like Bethany needs time to get well she did a hard eye roll yeah and then she started showing everyone 
her outfits that she had picked out for the trip. Well, yeah, as, like, they're discussing, like, Bethany's illness in great detail, like, Ramona's flipping through the photos <laughs> on her phone of selfies that she took wearing the bikinis she was planning on packing. Well, she always plans and brings a lot of bikinis. Remember Scary Island? She had, like, 18 bikinis. Yeah, yeah. And she brought like, them out. Like, multiple for yeah. the same day. Perfect. Yeah. Um... I think, like, of the episode proper, that's pretty much it. Oh, it uh, Ramona cutting the cake. <laughs> oh, my God. She's oh. like, well, I'm not going on vacation. I can eat cake now. Oh, She's just Ramona like, took it upon her herself to cut the wedding cake herself. <laughs> Which, could you imagine if it was a human wedding? <laughs> it would be like, uh, what's her face on OC? Sarah taking yeah. the ribbon off the cake. Exactly. Uh, I think maybe... The most exciting part was, was the, the preview. preview. Yeah. Uh, FOH Heather is back. Heather Thompson is back. Holla. Yeah, as an FOH. Um, Dorinda was wearing a What Are You Doing Here Without Dorinda t shirt. Yeah, those were pretty <laughs> much the two highlights. <laughs> yeah. But like, we were both very excited for, for that. Because uh, I. Usually I know if someone's gonna be like coming back for like a cameo. Like I feel yeah. like I've known that like Kelly Ben Simone is gonna, gonna come back, but this came like. Out of the blue. Well, they would usually like stick that in the season preview. Yeah. To get you like amped up. Nobody likes Heather enough. Oh. <laughs> Do you think she like got paid for this one scene? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god, don't make fun of me. No, I think like she, you definitely get a check. Okay. Yeah. A Trump check. A Trump check. No, uh, yeah, so that's, I mean, we were without Lou this whole damn episode, and thank God the the first Real Housewives before they were Real Housewives special aired, starring Lou, and that's our deep dive this week. Lou, the special, her life as a housewife, anything we were like talking about. Off the housewives, off the housewives, so, her future with Tom D'Agostino, heir to the D'Agostino grocery store fortune. Um, there's a lot to talk about. And we opened up the floor to questions from our fans, too. So we got a Facebook question, Brendan. Oh, yeah. So this is from um, David Owen, who asks, <laughs> for those listeners not as well-versed, can you provide a little background on who this person is and why she goes around calling herself a countess? <laughs> yeah, so this is my, my former roommate in Hell's Kitchen, who's not the biggest housewife scholar. Well, you should have told him to tune in to before they were housewives. I know. He, I mean, hopefully uh, his wife DVR'd it and he could catch it. But um, for those of you who don't know, I don't know how, why you why you stuck around for the first 55 <laughs> minutes, but uh, Countess Luann was married to Count Alexander de Lesseps. That's why she goes around her calling herself Countess. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not like a self-appointed nickname. She actually was a Countess. Yes. And she will be losing that title in just over six months from now. Though I read an interview in it where she was asked about that specifically. Yeah. She's like, oh, well, you know, fans are going to want to call me the Countess, so I'll let them do that. Yeah. So not, she's well, not losing that title. Like, it's not against, like, international law for, like, She's not going to change her Twitter <laughs> handle. Oh yeah, is it is it Countess Luann? Yeah. Her handle? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So you know she retweeted us yesterday. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's a big fan of Come Through Queen. <laughs> I'm sure she'll tune into the special episode dedicated to her. So let's talk about Luann's men a little bit. Yes. Because this special sort of went into a bunch of them. Yeah. Um, a good introduction to her her men and her love life would be a question from Jono on Twitter at Sierra Vivo. Uh, she, he asks. Do you think she's a top or verse? 
<laughs> Top. Yeah, I mean, we know that she like loves her short little Frenchman, so and like she's supposed to like throw him around, you know. So, yeah. So Luana definitely takes control in the bedroom. Um, As we learned from Sonia's facial list. Yeah, yeah, we we learned that seasons ago. Um, but you know, the men in her life, there were men before count, including. Uh, Nikolai or something? No, it was Roberto. Oh. She was living with Roberto for two and a half years. Roberto left their place in Italy, and then, like, she went away somewhere and met the Count. Yeah, and then, like, left Roberto with, like, and broke up with him, like, on a post-it, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie. No, uh. Burger. The Can- Candace Bushnell copied. <laughs> copied Luann's life. No, so, so she met Alex, like, on some ski resort trip. Five days later, he proposed and she accepted. She went back to her home with Roberto, packed up all her stuff, and called him and said, I'm leaving. God, yeah. Okay. She is. Just a woman on a mission. <laughs> um, another. Oh my god, I don't know where this falls in um the whole scheme of like talking her, about her men, her, not her men, but okay. like her companion, her best friend, Honey Child. Oh my god, Honey Child was the star of the episode, despite dying almost two decades ago. Did she really die two decades ago? Well, yeah. Friend of the show, Pishlarm, sent that uh, tweeted that little link. To her Wikipedia page. That's why. That's why I said I didn't click. Lou it. killed Honey Child after Honey Child betrayed her. Oh, I definitely didn't click it. Yeah. Oh, her name's Patricia. Yeah. Nice. Like other queen, Patricia Altschul. Oh, so she died in nineteen ninety-five. Exactly. Isn't the timing a little funny? Just years after she met the Count. Oh my God. Um. But yeah, Honey Child was definitely the star of the show. She was. She was her number one girl before the men came into her life. She was 75 to Luann's 25. Which is a little reminiscent of, like, Lu- uh, Patricia Altschul's 75 to Landon's... Well, not Landon's in her 30s. Yeah, or your relationship with your boyfriend, Alex. Well, this is two women. <laughs> and Alex and I are three years apart. So, uh, anyway. <laughs> so, back to Luann's men. Uh, she met the Count on this this little vacation and then they got married and I like their whole love affair was so amazing like she wanted to come back to New York so they like came back and they got married they eloped in City Hall yeah and it was witnessed by a truck driver named Lucille yeah who they didn't know but they have a Polaroid with um, well, there's a lot of photos from that. Like, they've, like, photographed, like, all the different couples at City Hall getting married that day and, like, mm-hmm. her life is very well documented prior to her being on The Housewives. It's almost perfect for yeah, this. Almost perfect for such a special. <laughs> it's as if Andy knew and took a... <laughs> took a time machine. Yeah. Um, another interesting thing was, like, the choices of people they made to interview on this special. Yeah. No, I'm sort of, like, jumping around from just her men, but, like... Yeah, yeah. They interviewed, like, her roommate in Milan, her roommate in New York, and then yeah. her brother was, like, the star, yeah. like, interviewee. But it, but it was funny, because, like, none of, not much of what he was saying was really a first-hand account. It was essentially all things that she has told him, so it's, like, pointless as a interview subject. Um, but, yeah, uh, those were pretty much the stars of the, 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 sh- the show. This had better production value than The Real Housewives of Dallas. 
Except I really didn't like the fonts of the, like, in-between scenes. Oh, yeah. I don't know, like, how that decision was reached to use that, but it looked very, like, outdated. Also, they went to her childhood home, and they walked around like it was, like, MTV Cribs. Yeah. And, like, this poor woman is, like, (laughs) an older woman who's, like, showing her around the house that she now owns, and Luann kept up pointing out, like, the imperfections on the house. Like, this is where the burn marks were. Yeah. It's almost burned down. They're still there. Um... But I liked it. Yeah, and she pointed out, like, the corner by the fireplace where they all smoke cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, we, we we follow both her falling in love with the Count and then also their demise. And it really seems like it was caused by the fact that she wanted... She, they, they were living in Switzerland, and she was getting sick of it after the post-traumatic stress of falling off the mountain in the car. So she wanted to move to New York and get a job. Mm-hmm. And she she started the the count wait what's the it countess called? report the countess report and she's like <laughs> stomping around the Hamptons like oh my god in DJ Max like this is one she of my said, favorite <laughs> I'm reported this is the countess report reporting live from one of my favorite local discount stores in uh, Bridgehampton Bridgehampton <laughs> TJ Max it was great um, one thing about like while we're talking about men yeah the biggest bombshell in my opinion uh huh was her when she moved to Milan, she got crabs. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the Countess describing crabs. I know, <laughs> to yeah. To the... Well, she equated to, like... She's like, oh, you know how in the, how in the United States there's bed bugs, while in Europe there's crabs. <laughs> I don't think they're the same thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was it. And she, like, went into pubes and made it, like, a, a curly pube joke. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. Uh, but they were more, like, man stories that we had never heard about, like... Her whole relationship with Silvio Berlusconi, I'm not pronouncing that right, but the guy, the Italian, uh, like, he became, like, he was, like, the prime minister of Italy or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she had, like, another story about, like, how... The king of Greece. The king of Greece, like, was obsessed with her. Yeah. And this is all during... Well, Berlusconi was before the marriage, but the king of Greece was after. Well, I think that gets to our next question. Yeah. Um, yeah. so... Perfect, perfect segue, Brendan. <laughs> Thank you. So, friends of the show, former guest P. Schlarm. Yeah. Schlarmy said, I want to know whether you think Lou and the Count have an open relationship. The special seemed to heavily suggest so. Yeah. Like, she was talking about all these men that, like, were obsessed with her. Mm-hmm. Like, even post-marriage. Agreed. Yeah. Although I wonder, like, I think that was probably happening more before they moved to Switzerland. Because it mm-hmm. sounds like once they moved to Switzerland, they were just, like, in a chalet in the mountain. Like, a, What is that? I think it's, like, a, it's kind of like a ski. It's, like, a home in a ski resort. Oh. But not, like, a resort. But, like, you know, it's not like she's, like, living in the hotel. But, like, like people build a chalet so that they have easy access to the slopes. Nice. Yeah, and she had, like, apparently a very nice one that her brother was jealous of. I've never been skiing. Really? Really. Oh, that's... I I don't think you would like it. I don't think I would like it either. Yeah. I've, been, like, <laughs> I've been, like, traumatized since, like, Sonny Bono and Natasha. Oh, my Richardson. God. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, like, you should wear a helmet. I, I used to snow, uh, snowboard, and I wasn't wearing a helmet, and I got a concussion uh, while, when I was in law school. And I, like, didn't remember where I was. Oh, my God. Or... Did you fail the bar? 
because of that. No, I passed the bar. <laughs> and this was while I was in law school. But anyway, that was a sidetrack. I don't know how the law school works. Um, so we learned, like, she and the Count. It sounds like she and the Count were, like, already on the outs before she even started yeah, yeah, filming yeah. New York. So then the pressure became too much when uh, they started filming. And, like, and then that was it. That was it. And then Jacques came along. Jacques. I don't care about Jacques. Yeah, I never liked Jacques. Yeah. It seemed like such a in-between. I feel like Tom, though, is the one. You think... Well, we like, know nothing of Tom. I know, but like, it sounds like they're very similar. Like, they like to have a fun time and go out. They're, they're gonna go see Tommy Tunes premiere. Oh yeah, Tommy Tunes. <laughs> I heard he's tall. Oh, I don't know anything about Tommy Tunes. I don't know. He's so. like a tall gay person. Um, but yeah, I uh, Tom and and Luann were just. Like, a little over six months away. They're getting married December 31st. Oh, yeah. Do you want to talk about um, who's on their guest list? Yeah. So, Alex, a little investigative reporting for us. Because if you go to their website on The Knot, like, just Google The Knot, Luann, and it's the first search result. Uh, you could RSVP on the website, I guess. And, like, but you have to type in your name. And you'll only get, like, the option to RSVP if your name pops up. So apparently the only like real housewife that shows up is Jill Zarin. Controversy. Yeah. I mean like they were thick as thieves back in the day. Like Luann was Jill's little uh, minion after Bethany left her. Yeah. She's the reason and I'm still mad about it to this day. This is probably why like it took me a little bit to like get back on the Luann train because she could have let Bethany and Jill stay at Ramona's apartment and oh, yeah. fix everything that moment. And she was pulling Jill she away. She was pulling Jill away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She really, like, stopped that. But, like, look at us now. It's like, it's, it's like the alternate universe. I know. Of, like, Jill and Bethany not getting together. I know. So, that's interesting. And then what's your theory about you-know-who? Uh, Dorinda? Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, like, Alex checked to see if Dorinda was on the RSVP list as well, and she wasn't, but my theory is that Lou has said in a few interviews that Dorinda's going to be a bridesmaid because she brought, she introduced Tom and Luann together. So my theory is, if you're a bridesmaid, you don't need to RSVP on the website, because, like, you're already in the wedding party. True. I wonder who else are going to be bridesmaids. <gasps> oh, I bet it's Victoria and Nicole. Oh, yeah, well, Nicole, her name is Nicole, the niece... <laughs> Who's, like, come up in and out, like, throughout the years now. Well, she was, like, on the show season two? Season one. Season one. Season one? Yeah. That's, like, when they're, like, having fun downtown. Oh, yeah. And then season two or three, she's with Lou and Kelly comes by, and then she invites Max, that man. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But then she's now become, like... A big part of the plot because yeah. of Carol dating her ex-boyfriend. Are, are, are we certain it's the same niece? I think so. Yeah, I, I'm just going to assume so. But yeah, so Nicole was dating Adam and they broke up. And then, like, I guess Luann was mostly offended that Carol would hook up with her niece's ex. But also because he was the help, but also because he's young. Young. Yeah. Her story kept on changing. Yeah, yeah. There's a multitude of reasons. Uh, but, like, Luann and, and Carol have always had, like, a tense relationship. Yeah. When it was, like, the Countess versus the Princess. Like, that was the original setup. Mm-hmm. And then there's Victoria, who never got a credit for being featured on... Uh, uh, Work of Art? Cool. What's its name? What's the name of the song? Oh, my God. Don't 
Don't be so uncool. Oh, uh, girl code. Girl code. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, she she left out her own daughter. Uh, on, on the that, feature. On the feature. And there was a music video that we still haven't gotten. Yeah, I mean we talked about this. Like I think she shot something, and then like Julie Klausner saw it and wanted her to reshoot it to like be funny instead. And then it just never came to fruition. Oh, yeah. We've discussed this, our theories that it might come to fruition on the show. This Difficult season? People. No, oh, oh, Difficult People. Oh, yeah. Because um, Lou filmed... Lou and Sonia are going to be guest stars. Yeah, they filmed something for Difficult People. Um, but Victoria, I, we've talked about... She would have be, She would have been great for, like, a Gallery Girls reboot. Yeah. I want an expose about her because... There's stuff that went on that I know Ramona knows. Oh, like, oh, yeah. Like, Ramona was, like, threatening to reveal, like, Luann's children's secrets. Yeah. Which is, like, low down and dirty. Because everyone knows that the children are off limits. Yes. Um, anything else about Victoria you want to say? No. Should we move on to the love of your life, Noel de <laughs> My crown prince. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's definitely... I mean, we've seen... From back in the breakdancing days to now, I guess he's in college or something. He's like in the, he's like, I want to say he's like 20. Yeah, he's probably like 20. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he was like kind of bud, buds with Adam. Yeah. Like in that original scene where Carol met him, like the two of them were and he has clowning his own around. man cave in, um, in Luann's Hampton's home. I think he also has some, like, online business about, like... Skateboard. Skateboarding. I don't know if he sells skateboards or... or Didn't he sell skateboards back in the day at, like, little places <laughs> in the Hamptons? That sounds familiar, yeah. I'm pretty sure he did. Anyways, we've seen quite the evolution of these children. Yeah. Um, in terms of, like, Luann over the the years, I mean, I, I would say we had three... We have... There, there's been three Luanns. There's the original Countess. Mm-hmm. Which carried over until the season where she was friend of housewife, and that season when she came as friend of housewife, she was like a different woman. Yeah, like sh- and uh, switch flipped. Yeah, but th- but it was just that one season where she was like very laid back and just like funny, mm-hmm. and now she's like a little manic, but she's on crystal meth. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> she's on crystal meth. So this is the crystal meth era. <laughs> She but like she's like really amped up now that she when once she got her apple back, she like dropped the countess. She's like letting persona. it go to her head a little bit. Like every after everyone became obsessed with like the yeah. be cool, don't be all uncool, she uses that in like every other tweet. Yeah, that's true. I know that you're like ride or die for Luann. I mean after this special, how can you not be? Which is why we're doing <laughs> <laughs> Which is why we're doing a Luann deep dive. <laughs> um I the special like blew me away. I yeah. was it was bonkers to me. Is there anything else from the special that that you remember? Oh, I actually screamed and I didn't realize I was screaming when I saw <gasps> the Count Alex in drag. Yeah, I can't believe we left that out. <laughs> I like that's worth rewinding. I think we also need to get like a screenshot up. We'll get a screenshot up. Yeah. I screamed. Yeah, it was like so shocking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but other than that, I mean, like, honey I, child, honey child. We, we just can't stop talking about honey child. Well, also, she has she has six siblings. Six? Why did we only meet one of them? I think she said a lot of them are older than her. 
So dead, you mean? Not necessarily dead, but, like, they probably don't... Re- like, if she's 50, like, they're, like, close around their 70s, maybe. Her mom didn't seem that much that old. I know, that's true. Oh, my God. I don't know. It's not really all adding up. Uh, <laughs> we do have one... Uh, another question on Facebook. Uh, Renee Nadu Duranzo asked, where in Canada is your family from? <laughs> so I guess apparently she, this woman found us because... Uh, I, put, I typed out, when I wrote that Facebook post, I typed out the Countess's full name, including her maiden name. Which is Nadu. Nadeau. Nadeau. So maybe she was looking for this, this Renee woman was looking for relatives. <laughs> <laughs> and Luana's like relatives in Canada, maybe. Maybe we should respond. <laughs> like with a lie? Um, if you're listening to this, please tweet us and tell us where in Canada we should tell um, Renee Nijo Duranzo that we, that we are from. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, I like when, like, when, when Luana was self-producing the episode as well, where she's like, that red dress. And then she's like, soundbite! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the coochie crabs, we went over that. Uh, also, I mean, she confirmed the whole thing, how, like, Jill really brought her into this. I guess Jill... Oh, I've heard that story 4,000 times. Really? That, yeah. That Jill, like, saw her on... Well, like, I guess she saw her on this, like, Hamptons local yeah. TV thing. Yeah. It's so weird. Between, like, her and Bethany, I feel like I've heard this, like, story about Jill bringing everyone in, like... Yeah. To Manhattan moms. To Manhattan moms. <laughs> a thousand times. Um, Louis Sharon Stone was also great. Yeah. Her whole, like, Italian television career... Her whole Italian television career was actually iconic, and she should have kept with that. You don't think she should have came back to America? No! <laughs> the Italians should have been able to keep her. Yeah. She loves the Italians. I'm willing to give that up. Um, yeah, so I think that is pretty much it for the deep dive this week. <laughs> so, uh, a quick what y'all been sleeping on. Uh, yeah, you guys, this? you guys have been sleeping on Unreal. If you haven't been watching it, I finally, like, I hadn't finished the first season. I was only halfway through. I, like, caught up all last weekend. It was amazing. And then the first three episodes of season two have aired so far, and it's been great, too. And it's, like, really a great companion if you're into reality television because it's about it's like a fictional show about producing a reality show like mm-hmm. The Bachelor um, and for especially for those of you who like damages that whole like relationship between Rose Byrne and Glenn Close is very much the relationship between Sherry Appleby and Constance uh, Zimmer in this show so if you like damages, you might like this as well. We'll wake up to uh, Unreal, Yeah, I guess. So, uh, Brennan, who's our Freak of the Week this week? So we talked about this a little earlier. <laughs> actually, a lot earlier when we were discussing... <laughs> hours earlier in our time. Hours ago. <laughs> you know, it's like so late. Um, Marie from uh, Real Houses of Dallas. It sort of came out her weird, kooky social media presence during the Dallas reunion and someone mentioned a video that she did where she like wrote a fairy tale yeah. rhyme and read it in this like creepy crazy video it's like yeah. in her living room we'll post the video on the facebook page the so lighting is so scary it looks like like saw or like a weird hostage video yeah yeah anyways i'm going <clears> to <throat> 
Do a, do a reading for I'm us? I'm going to do a reading of the poem. And this is a poem about Leanne pooping into a basket. Yes. Okay. Tiffany and I went out for Leanne's birthday adventure. Didn't realize then it would be a night to remember. Many more friends came from near and far to feast on fine foods and toast at a bar. All good nights must come to an end, so I loaded up the car, Tiffany, Presence, and Leanne. The June night drive started out so calming until the back seat. Leanne hollered out with a warning. I have to go. I can't hold it. You must drive faster. I will blow it. Faster and faster I drove with a fury, all in an attempt to get home in a hurry. At the house we soon arrived without blowing a gasket. And she ran out fast, holding a present, but ended up pooping in a basket. So it turned out to be a basket, not a bag all along, which we learned during the reunion. But this video is really, like, she looks like a lunatic. It's scary. Um, she is serving Major Tim Kim G vibes. Yeah, I mean, she's really jeopardizing getting that digitized star by yeah. acting like such a lunatic. Because if people act too crazy after, yeah. like, the first season, they don't, they don't like them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what about our queen, Dan? Oh, I mean, this queen really showed us her, the reason why she is the queen today. Uh, Martha Stewart, who, I, I mean, I don't follow her on Twitter, but luckily I do. this was retweeted onto my page. Um, by, like, everyone. By like, every world. By, yeah, by everyone. Uh, she tweets, hashtag, seriously popular, and then she adds Daily Mail and Mail Online. Do you know this guy? He says he is well-known, and it's this close-up picture of Jonathan Chabon, <laughs> close personal friend of Kim Kardashian and the whole Kardashian family, uh, and the internet lost its mind. I got such a pleasure out of this because Chabon has blocked me for years. <laughs> and then she follows up with this with another picture of him saying, better photo of Jonathan who is very famous BFF of the Kardashians. Who knew? <laughs> but then, like, I, I, I really got to thinking, like, this seems like a little bit of, like, a setup. Mm -hmm. And then, like, apparently, like, she and Jonathan were sitting together at some dinner where Jason Derulo was performing, and she continued sending crazy tweets. So I wonder if, like, they were in on it in order to, like, break the internet. No, I think she just has, like, a really bonkers social media presence. Well, yeah, that brings us to the other part of why she's the queen. <laughs> New York Magazine... Uh, posted an article today with a headline that says Martha Stewart is literally out of control. <laughs> <laughs> they say uh, apparently powerful lifestyle mogul and amateur photographer Martha Stewart attended a Hillary Clinton fundraiser at, at Harvey Weinstein's house on Monday alongside Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lopez, Sarah Jessica Parther, and Bethany Frankel. Queen. They were all reportedly well behaved. Stewart reportedly was not. There was a strict no photo rule, but a source told Page Six that Stewart outright ignored it. Everyone else obeyed the no social media rules. Martha was the only one who didn't. It was like no rules for Martha. She was up in Hillary's face, not only with an iPhone, but but with like a camera, a Canon camera. Oh my God! Like a drunk girl at a college party in two thousand six. I love Martha. I love Martha. Uh, so she's our one true queen this week, and I think that's about it. Yeah. So. Um, Please subscribe to us on iTunes and on Google Play. Yeah. And please write us a review there. We we read the reviews. Oh, yeah. I mean, we read a review today, actually. Someone gave us five stars, which was very nice. 
but they said absolute fire can't get enough i suggested a bake sale slash car wash to fund microphones for each host five stars so luckily today we're reporting to you with two microphones hopefully it improves your experience oh God, it probably doesn't probably doesn't their air <laughs> conditioner is roaring in the background <laughs> seamless is ringing the doorbell but that's the dog you're calling show. to alex in the other room i'm asking alex for extina information um but you know we still have our website comethroughqueen.com um and we're on facebook facebook has been a lot of fun recently we all Facebook is act, lit. Act up on the comments. <laughs> um, and then um, you can find us both on Twitter, first at Come Through Queen, and yeah. then you can find me at Not Brendan. Yeah, and you can find me at IDKIDK. So please, please love us, love us, please retweet, yeah. and we will see you next. See you next week. Week. Yeah, bye guys. Bye. Come through, Queen. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.